Okay. It's recording. We're recording? Yep. Excellent. Welcome, everybody, to episode 95 of Leading Corpus Christi. And I'm on the phone with Karen Wilson, the owner of Karen Wilson Healing. Karen, how are you? I'm great, Brittany. How are you today? I'm doing good. And I'm just, I want everybody to know this is the first episode I'm recording via phone call. Thanks to Karen's ability to record, I still need to figure it out. But this is also the first episode I've done in a month since we were put under stay-at-home order because of the coronavirus. So things are things are weird right now. Um, but Karen, how has this pandemic affected your energy healing and uh, all the services that you offer? Well, since we're under a stay-at-home um, order from Nueces County, I have stopped seeing um, clients in person. Um, I work from my home, and also my husband's working from home now too. So, because of all those reasons, it was it just seemed like it would be untenable to have people come into my home. So, um, but I am continuing with distant um, energy work with Akashic Record readings, and I've started to do Zoom meditations, um, and they're really really fun. I've brought my um, singing bowls and my gong into my office, and um, I'm working with. Um, uh, the, the sound healing and doing the guided meditations on Zoom, which has been really fun and something that's that's new for me. I think Zoom is something that a lot of people are exploring right now. Right, and I think it's also maybe expanding people's ability to do to offer services. I mean, because I've had the in-person healing session with you, and I loved it, and I'm so glad I had the opportunity to do it in person. But uh, I can imagine that people will get a huge benefit out of doing it even from a distance or even via, like you said, a Zoom opportunity. Well, yes, the distance healings, I'm not, I'm not using Zoom, but the way I'm doing them is I, I do the session and then during the session, um, I'm recording the whole session so that they can use it again later as um, a personal meditation. So during the session, I'm uh, recording the music that I'm using, the instruments that I use, any guidance that comes through in the situation. I also channel something called light language, and that's coming through. So, um, And then at the end, they get that um, recording so that they can use it as a personal meditation, as well as receiving the energy that comes through the session. So distant healing or energy activation is something that some people may think doesn't work, but if you think about it, you are a unique individual. There's no person like you that's ever existed or ever will exist. And so you're very known by the universe. And so when we set the intention, it's like prayer. When we set the intention to set and send energy out to a certain person and we visualize them in our mind, the universe or God or whoever, whoever is, um, is um, part of this energy matrix that we're part of knows that person. You're very known and loved by the universe, and so that energy goes mm -hmm. directly to you. So it's really pretty uh, incredible. Um, actually, a distance session is just as effective as an in-person session from the point of view of the energy. No, I believe that because energy is not necessarily bound by space or, or time or anything like that. And so I think with someone as, as powerful as you are, that uh, anyone receiving the healing from you, even if it's, you know, over the phone or via recording, is still going to benefit from it. So I, went, I visited your website. It's KarenWilsonHealing.com. Yes. And you have it there. To, and so one of the first things you see is that you're still offering all of your services but now virtually, and that they can book online, right? Yes. So how does that work? So did they just click the 
link, and then they just put in the info, schedule a time, that kind of thing. Yes, when they click on the box that says book a session, they're actually taken to another website, which is a scheduling website, and there's just Mm -hmm. all the information there. They just follow the prompts, choose their time, and um, they pay in advance on the website, and then um, we set up a time for the session, and there's instructions there as to how, how it's going to work. Um, of course, if, if when they're paying in advance, if they need to schedule, if they need to cancel um, in, and they have give me more than 24 hours notice, then I'm happy to, you know, of course, refund that money. So it's um, perfect. Yeah. Well, no, and I, I just, I love, I feel like people would need your services now more than ever, uh, of course, because of the, you know, kind of mass consciousness. Every, you know, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of fear and anxiety. And people like you are still maintaining higher vibrations and looking towards love and that and that kind of thing. And so what would you advise to people who are maybe experiencing the negative emotions associated with what we're going through right now? Well, first of all, I, I just want to acknowledge that we, we all we all feel a negative emotions from time to time. I myself have felt, you know, some fear and anxiety over this situation. It's a really an unprecedented situation. And some people mm-hmm. are in very difficult personal circumstances. So I don't want to minimize anyone's um, experience in any way. It's real. It's true. We're going through um, experiences that we don't want to turn our back on or try to pretend don't exist. But we also have to focus. uh, We also have to ask ourselves what we're focusing on. So yes, it's normal to go into fear at certain times, but then do we want to live there? Is that where we want to live? And it's really important, I feel, to bring your energy to a higher, higher level than fear or anxiety and that's sometimes easier said than done but there are some things we can do to um, just refocus ourselves one of the things that i work with with people is their their chakra system the energy system in their body so we have seven different chakra points on the body and um, i'll just go over them briefly so there's the root that the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine, and that has to do with your feelings of safety in the world. So you can see now why this would be a chakra that would be um, that would be um, in peril because we're we, we have been all thrown into this sort of new world, and so um, our chakra, our base chakra, which is normally quite strong in most people because most people's lives are you know pretty steady. And they don't have to have a base fear, but we've sort of moved into a, a time now where we could go into some really fear of like the ground beneath our feet doesn't seem as steady as it used to. So the root chakra is about fear and it's also about being grounded. So it's really, really important to be grounded. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more once I get, um, once I go through these chakras. So the next chakra above, and that's really sort of at the base or lower part of your abdomen, that's your sacral chakra. And that has to do with your feelings of joy, creativity, um, sexuality, self-esteem, pleasure, and fun. And so you can see why some of these areas may be affected as well. Maybe all of a sudden we're not feeling as creative. Although I do see, I see this so much on on the social media that I follow and just from my interactions with people during this time is that people, I think, are so admirably stepping up to the plate and, and, um, you know, letting their creativity out, thinking of different ways. I know I myself have been thinking of different ways I could you know, um, make food last so I don't have to go to the store and maybe not throw out those those leftovers. But, you know, how are we going to keep our families safe? And the the creativity is really coming to the fore. So that's... I love that you, I think most people associate creativity with like projects and, you know, producing 
things, you know, but, but you're even on that level, like you said, of how, how can I make food last or how can I make my home more safer for my family kind of thing. I love that you tied that into being creative because it's true. Yes. It's just whatever we can do to make our, to use our, our body, mind, spirit to make our um, life more enjoyable, more uh, and more safe. So this the sacral is about the, your creativity and your your self esteem. Sort of, I call it the joy center. And so mm-hmm. I think it's super important during these times to feel more joy if we can um, feel more joy, um, and and not to focus on not to focus on fear to allow fear to come and go. So allow it to come, recognize it's there, and then do something to you know, live with it for a little bit so that you're acknowledging it and not just turning your back on it. Because when we turn our back on our emotions, then they do a deep dive into the body and that's where illness starts. So we yeah. do want to acknowledge when we're feeling something, but then, you know, move on from it and, and change our focus. Absolutely. So the sh- sacral chakra is is really important, um, important for us to focus on our joy. The next chakra above the sacral is in the solar plexus and that's sort of right in your... Um, abdomen area the higher sort of higher part of your abdomen and that's about personal power so that's another area of energy that we want to be really really strong it's about personal power willpower and so whenever that chakra becomes um, dim whenever the energy center there is not spinning as uh, freely and openly then what happens is we feel like there's things that we can't do or feel things that we feel like we don't want to do so um, it's important to keep that power center really, really strong. Um, that I feel that that's often a reason why people just can't, um, they may be procrastinating or they know they have projects to do and they just never get to them or they feel they need to do something in their life to make their life better and they can't, they just can't do it. And it's that energy center in the solar plexus that's a bit dim. Um, so the next one is the heart chakra, and that, of course, is in your heart center. And we look at the heart chakra from two different perspectives. There's the receiving uh, love and giving love. So a lot of people, when they think of their heart, they think of how much love they're able to give. Mm-hmm. And that's really important, but it's also important to look at how much love we're able to receive. And those should be in pretty good balance. So this is a great opportunity during this um, stay at home, shut down to really look at both sides of your heart. Are you are you giving where you can give, and are you taking time for yourself? I think that's so important because I, I don't think many people consider are they allowing themselves to receive love, and they'll be like, oh, I give, 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 give to my family, my friends, my work, my church, whatever. But do you ever turn it back in on yourself? And I I, I love that you. Uh, mention that dichotomy yes it's really important because if we don't receive we don't we don't get fueled up so you know that old old saying of when you're on a plane put on your oxygen mask first and that's because you Mm -hmm. you need to be well cared for and you need to be otherwise you just become more and more drained and people have a tendency and and rightly so just to become a little bitter um, that they're they're over over giving and they start noticing maybe people aren't giving back to them and what I think we often don't consider is the reason for that is we're giving out the energy of I'm a giver, but we don't give out the energy of I receive. And if we don't tell the universe that we're, we're willing to receive, we don't get anything in return. It's really, yeah. we really train people how to, we really train people how to treat us. And so it's just really uh, important for those two to be in balance. 
Um, the next one is the throat chakra, and that's an important one as well because it's about um, are you speaking your truth and are you processing your emotions? So are you saying what's important for you? And I think a lot of times we can get into this, um, I see this so much with my clients, that we can get into this idea of thinking that I don't matter, that, that you matter more than I do. And um, mm -hmm. it's not true. We all matter equally. Your opinion, your needs are, are just as important. So if you have, um, you know, for instance, if you have a husband who wants to go for three walks a day and you just don't want to go for another walk, but you know he likes to go for walks, it's okay for you to say, I don't want to go for a walk right now. I don't want to. My need is to, is to do is to, you know, do X, Y, Z. And also in processing our emotions and that get gets back to that whole back cycling back to the idea of fear that um, mm -hmm. it's important to recognize our emotions. It's important to say to yourself, I'm scared or I'm my or you hurt my feelings or I don't want to do this anymore. So our voice, our opinion um, is really, really important. And I think now more than ever. Um, uh, our voices, our voices, our opinions, our ideas about what's happening um, around us. It's important for us to examine those and to, and to voice them in some way. And if you don't feel comfortable saying what you feel to your spouse or your friends or, or whoever is in your life, at least say it to yourself. At least go and look in the mirror and say, I don't like this. I hate pizza. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop with the pizza. I want to have something else. You know, whatever it is, look at yourself in the mirror and say what you're thinking. At least say it to yourself because we wow. just tend to swallow and swallow and swallow. And it's just not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. That's so powerful. You're right. Because some people have certain feelings toward whatever it may be, pizza, for instance. And like you said, won't even admit it to themselves. But that's probably the biggest step right there. Wow. Right. So what I always tell my clients, there's two really important things. And I think as time goes on, they're getting even more important. And that the first one is self-love, to love yourself, to understand. And the other one is to understand yourself, to be aware of yourself, to not let yourself off the hook. So if you get into a real angry snit, it's not to beat yourself up about it, but it's just to sort of examine, like, what was that about? Why did I get so angry when he said that? Because it's not usually for what happened. It's for what's underneath. So it's getting to know yes. yourself, getting really to yes. love and know ourselves and accept ourselves. Um, so uh, and in this these times where the pressure's on, um, this is even more of an opportunity for us to do this. You're absolutely right, because we're definitely being given the time you know, if, if we choose to reflect because things are pretty much at a standstill. And I know I'm not saying people necessarily have a ton of time on their hands if they have a family to take care of and, you know, finances that they're concerned about. But even still, you know, the time for self-reflection, it could be found in the now, you know, because of the way everything's going. We're being forced to slow down. Absolutely, absolutely. And if we can just look at that as a gift, you know, there's some talk about, these different stages of being put into place of thinking about getting the country back um, going again. And when I hear that, I'm of course, I'm happy about it. But there's another part of me that says, wait, wait, I'm not quite done with all of my self-reflection. There's a few more. Right. I don't know if I've used this time to its you know, greatest. So when we do have this opportunity to have a change, I mean, as I said at the beginning, this is unprecedented. This is a time for us to really um, use this time to really uh, make some changes, positive changes in, in our life to, you know, in to whatever that means for us, for each individual. Right. When I feel like even
even as a as a country, or I mean, as a even the planet, like how obviously it's a challenging time, but like how can we turn this into something that we benefit from? I'm hoping that that's what people are starting to consider. Absolutely, absolutely, I I agree with that. So I'm just gonna move on. I just have two more chakras left the third eye is your intuitive sense and so that one is really really important to um there's a there's a saying that some people say i know what i know what i know so often we have this keen intuitive sense it's that little voice that speaks to us we know it's our intuition talking to us instead of our so if our ego may talk to us in a way that says oh you're too fat or why don't you do this or why didn't you do that or um, or it, it can be judgmental saying, why didn't she do that? Why, why is my, you know, friend? So whatever. Okay. That's the ego talking. But when spirit talks through us, um, what we could call our spirit, our higher self, our God presence, our soul, when it speaks through us, it really, it usually just speaks in a really quiet, loving voice. It says things like, why don't you call her? Or it's probably not her fault. Or mm-hmm. mm, why don't you, how about you know, trying this or that. So it, 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 or something's not quite right here. I don't really understand. This is something's not the way it seems, or I think she might be lying or just a little voice that comes in and often we brush that off, but that still small voice is really the truth of who we are. And it's really the, our connection to our higher knowing. So the more we can pay attention to that and not brush it away. And one thing that I always, um, talk to my clients about is changing the word weird to the word wonderful. So if something happens in our life that seems out of place, you know, I, I, this happened and they're like, that was so weird. She called me out of the blue or that was so weird. All of a sudden this book just appeared on my bookshelf and it's just the one I need to read. So instead of saying, this is so weird, we could say, this is so wonderful. That's what that still small voice is trying to instill in us. This idea of wonder, the universe is wonderful. And everything that happens that seems a little out of place is actually really wonderful. Um, It's either there to wake us up or it's there to bring us more and more insight. So just honoring that, that third eye intuition and not brushing it away. That's, that's a really great step to self awareness and self um, self love. I love that. The last one, yes, trust, 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 trust is really, really important. Not trusting everything that you hear or read or see, but trusting yourself, trusting Mm -hmm. your own voice, trusting your own voice. And that's why I think it's really important during these times to find some quiet time where you're not thinking and not listening. I think we're all getting a bit addicted to listening to things, listening to YouTube videos, listening to... Um, the news, listening, listening, listening to other people's opinions. But what's coming in on your channel? What are you chat? So we listen to all these other channels, but what's coming in on your personal channel? What's your personal beliefs? What do you really think? What's really important? So just spending the time to clear your mind, to, to clear the space for your own channel to come, come through, I think is really super critical. And he's especially now. Yes. 
And the last one that I want to talk about is the crown chakra, and it's the most important. It's the top of the head. We think of it as a lotus flower opening, like a beautiful sort of almost crystalline looking lotus flower opening at the top of the head, energy pouring in from the universe, from God, really from whatever your own spiritual belief systems are. And if you don't have a spiritual belief, you can just think of it as life and the universe, just the sun or, or the earth pouring in um, through the top of our head. So what I see a lot of times in my practice, when people come to see me, either if they come to see me in person or they come to see me in a, a virtual way and for a distance session, I'm able to just tell them what if their energy centers are open or, or closed and to what degree they're open or closed. And often I have people who come to me and, you know, they're really doing pretty well, but then we get to their crown chakra and their crown is blocked. And what they say, a lot of times people come to see me because they don't really know where else to go. Um, there's just something that's not right about them. They know that they're not at their capacity. They know that they're just not acting like themselves. There's something off. Yes. And often that's what it is, is it. yes. And so often what it is is their crown chakra. They're not connected. So the crown chakra is like the big plug. That's the the plug that's plugged into the universe, really. And if it's like having a smart TV or a brand new computer, and it's you, you, it's all systems go except if it's not plugged in. You know, how many times have you worked, got some new piece of electronics or some new thing, and it's like, what's going on? It's just not working. I don't know what it is. And then you realize, oh, my God, I didn't plug it in. Okay, so <laughs> when you plug it in, it's all of a sudden ding, ding, ding. Everything comes online. So when our crown chakra is blocked, we're not plugged in. And um, we're not plugged into all that is. We're not plugged into our God presence, our higher self, our soul, our all that is, the universe. A lot of people think when they get a great idea that it comes from inside their brain. I don't believe that's true. I think it comes from the collective consciousness. It comes from mm -hmm. their angels, their guides, whoever it is that they're working with, their God presence. And I don't want to say any words here that are going to turn people off. We have to put a word on this type of energy that's around us. And so uh, whatever word works for you is good. Uh, don't be put off. Don't allow words to put you off because words can't describe this energy anyway. It's just an energy exactly. that comes in. And so um, when we're plugged into that, all of a sudden we're online. We get good ideas. We get the good parking spot. We finally get that job. We um, meet a friend who tells us about another friend. And then we actually meet that guy that we wanted to meet. And it's like, you know, life becomes magical. So it's really, really important. And what can shut down the crown chakra, what shuts down the crown chakra is life. A uh, life that comes along that is a shock. So after the hurricane in 2017, I did a lot of free sessions and I did that because I was so grateful. Oh, I live, wow. I live on the, I, I live on the Island and my, um, I live on the Island and my house was not, I thought when we evacuated that my house was going to be gone when I got back. And so when we right. got back and the house was still here, I just was really grateful. And you know, our neighbors down the road in um, Port Aransas and Rockport were not as fortunate. And so, um, I did some free sessions at that time. Everyone was trying to do something, you know, to help. And so, but what I noticed was uh, I did about, I did, they were shorter sessions. And so, and they were just sort of quick chakra balancing sessions. So the um, thing I noticed during that time after that, the Hurricane, Har Hurricane Harvey was every single person I worked on had a complete block in their crown chakra. And it was like all of us wow. sort of put our hand over our head and like, ducked and said oh my god what was that oh god that what was that and they just shut it you shut off so when that happens you have a tendency to slam the door in your energy and say no i don't accept any energy 
I don't know what's out there and I don't accept any energy. And so when you do that and it's a subconscious thing, you're shutting off the good energy, the bad energy along with the good. So mm -hmm. this is something to consider for people to consider. Is their crown chakra blocked um, or is their root chakra out of whack? Um, because if you're not feeling, especially if you're not feeling grounded and you're not feeling connected, it's very difficult sometimes to get. There are, of course, things you can do to to do that. But a lot of times people become unconscious that that's what's going on with them and then they just keep going that way and then after a time of working of living with your energy centers blocked it becomes a habit and you don't remember feeling better so it's and just good to know and just just yes. take stock of yourself like how am i feeling how am i feeling um is am i feeling strong am i feeling creative am i feeling joyful am i feeling loving um am i speaking my truth am i um feeling connected and if not, then, you know, there's some things you can do to um, change your focus and, and get yourself back on track. Yeah, and it's like once you're there and you realize that you're there, that you're connected and that you're a lot, you're receiving, you know, the energy from, you know, your guides uh, or your God source, that anytime you get disconnected from it, it's, you, you'll know because it's so, you can't stand it. You can't stand not being in that that uh, state be, being disconnected and, and uh, yeah, and it, it's just like a perpetuating cycle because like, you, you can't beat yourself up for being out of it kind of thing. Yes, it's really true. It, it is really true. Once you get sort of used to going back and forth in it and we all do that, um, we all, we can't, as we live in the, with the human condition. So it is, it's very, it's impossible to be bright and cheerful, love and light all the time. It's not, it's not possible. And so I think sometimes the new age movement has, in, in some ways has been a disservice because of this whole idea of I'm in love and light. I'm in love and light. I never get mad. I don't ever get angry. I'm not jealous. I'm not, that's not true. It's not true. And it, 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 it's a disservice because people say, Oh, I feel terrible today. I'm something's wrong with me. No, it's not. You're, we all have bad days. It's just, where do you want to live for the most part? Where do you want to live? So just don't stay there. That's all. Stay there for a while until you sort of work it out and examine it and look at it. Or there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a bad day, but it's when we stay there. That's the, that's the problem. No, and I think it's so important, too, that you said, you know, allow yourself to feel those negative emotions or those lower vibrating emotions, you know, acknowledge them um, so they can be, you know, uh, seen, but then at the same time, let them, let them pass. Don't, don't hang on to them for dear life. Yes, because a lot of times they're triggers. They're triggering something about us that we... Um didn't really realize was there. We, there's a belief it's triggering a lot, what we call a limiting belief within us. And so, um, so I just want to just give a little bit of an example about that. Whenever, um, yeah. I worked for, um, 20, uh, over 26 years in a, in a corporate environment, I was an information management consultant. Um, I worked, you know, within, in a corporate environment, I had clients and, and all of that so um and it seems like so so like analytical like very logic driven and 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 you seem to be like the total opposite of that not total opposite but a completely different side of the coin well um i guess i do think i have a very logical mind but um i i think that some of us just come upon our 
uh, people use the word awakening um, at different for different reasons and at different times. I just like to sort of think of it as maybe people, some people, if that's their sort of their path to sort of come online. So anyway, I had worked at this job forever and, um, well, different jobs, but in that sort of a, a band. And then um, just due to a, some different things that happened in my life, I found myself that I wasn't doing that work anymore. And so I had taken um, the Reiki um, master program and I just started doing more and more energy healing. And I, ha I put up a website. So when you have a website, you have to, you know, people can find you. So especially when yeah. your name's on it. So I told my family, um, and my family all live in Canada. They're all pretty, um, you know, n normal. <laughs> and uh, so I sent an email to about 11 people in my family, you know, my in-laws, my siblings, my, some, some close friends, and just said, hey, I'm... I'm starting this Reiki practice and this is what I'm going to be doing now as for a job. And um, nobody in my family responded at all. They didn't respond to wow. my email. They didn't say, good job. That's crazy. Nothing it was just, it was, it was nothing like, like crickets. Right. So yeah. I got really, really angry about that. I got very, very angry that they hadn't responded. And I, you know, I was just within myself. I didn't really get angry with them, but I was myself. I felt this flare flash of anger come over me. And so I just asked myself, how interesting. Why are you feeling so angry about this? So it was like a trigger so that the anger is a, is like a, a flag that comes up. The emotion is like a flag that comes up. And when that comes up, so I could have left it there and just said, well, they're idiots. They could have responded and they didn't. They don't, you know, mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. just want to look a little more deeper because my anger was pretty intense. I felt it pretty intensely. So I realized what my, if I, and it didn't take, it doesn't take very long because the answers are just always sort of beneath the subconscious. So I just got quiet and I just said, what is it about this situation that's making you so darn angry? And I realized that, and this is th through no fault of anyone, but because it's not, it was a perception that in my family, I sometimes felt invisible because I was the youngest child. I had two old brothers who were quite a bit older and they were more like, okay, we love you, but you're just a little girl and we know everything sort of, that's sort of the vibe I got from them. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, I just sort of felt, I realized that I had that feeling. So when I, if you have a limiting belief, so it's not, it's, it may be partly true, but it's not entirely true. It's just a belief you have, right? So if I have a right. limiting belief that I'm invisible, Oh, how is wow. that going to play out in the rest of my life? Wow, wow, wow. By them not even acknowledging your message. Right, but it's not really blaming them. It's about my belief. No. It's my belief. You see what I said earlier, we teach people how to treat us. So I had the limiting yes. belief because of some things that went on in my family that I was invisible. And then because I believed that, I became more invisible. You see, it's like a, a, a it's like a, a vicious circle that you create yourself. Yes. Well, I think something that well, I actually learned this pretty late in life, but I'm glad I did. That, like you said, it's it's nobody else's fault how you're feeling. Right. You're fully responsible for how you're feeling. Absolutely. And what you. Yes. And then with the fact that you, rather than like letting this anger eat you up, 
you started to look at it objectively and be like, what? What's this anger? Why is it there? Yes. What's the gift? Always in every situation, you have to look for the gift. What's the gift? That's huge. Because once you realize, like you said, like you literally created the idea that you were invisible, you know, based on some circumstances that you kept, you kept that alive throughout your life. And then it kept manifesting in ways like that. Yes. And that our mind is so incredibly powerful that it does these things. I know I, I have really horrible limiting beliefs that manifest themselves in really awful ways. Right. And so what I noticed about my life, uh, when I thought about my life and how that might have played out, I, I used to notice like when I was working in, you know, just up in the office work that I did, um, you know, when we would go out for um, lunch or whatever, and everyone would be talking about their weekend. And then I, I just noticed this, that it always seemed that when it was my turn to talk about my weekend, first of all, I wouldn't speak very uh, assertively, which is funny now because I feel pretty assertive now, but I didn't then. And I, I didn't bring up my, my weekend plans very assertively because my limiting belief about my plans was that nobody would want to hear about them. So I didn't speak very assertively about my plans. And then people would look at their watch and go, oh, my gosh, time to go back to work. So that happened to me over and over and over again. And so I just got into the habit of thinking, well, I'm not that interesting. And so that perpetuated me not being very interesting. But when I sort of let that go and realized I'm just as interesting as anybody else. And I moved into more of an area of work that I felt more passionate about because I never really felt more pa more passionate about the work that I did for 25 or 26 years. I never felt a passion for it. Now I do. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, when I speak, people's heads turn. And when that started happening, I was startled because it's like, why? Who are they looking at? Oh, they're looking at me. That never <laughs> happened to me before. And, and now it does. Wow. And it's just because I changed my mind about myself. It's nobody's fault. Wow. That is so such a powerful statement. You changed your mind about yourself. That is very powerful. Because once you decide how you are and who you are, it's it's reflected in your external experience. Yes, it's really that's, true. That's mind blowing. It is really true, and that's why you know there's a lot of talk about fighting against victim consciousness that we don't want to be a victim we don't want to see we want to know ourselves but not so that we can say somebody's picking on me we want to know ourselves so we can say how am i perpetuating this if someone's picking mm -hmm. on me how am i uh you know that old uh adage you can't be a mat if you don't lay down so it's just this just it, it's just try to make it fun and, and just try to use your curiosity to not to beat yourself up, but just say, hey, what's going on here? Well, this is pretty interesting. There's 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 just I think one of the most important things we can have is a curious mind and imagination and uh, if, if, and to ex expand um, that intuitive little intuitive voice that's speaking in our head that and we can sort of start to think for ourselves a little bit more and not always just listen to what other people are saying. Yeah, and that goes back to what you were saying before, is that oftentimes we're consuming so many other people's points of view that we don't really get to determine our unique perspective without right. being, you know, uh, influenced by someone else's potentially. Yes. So you are a clairvoyant, correct? Yes. So is that something that you were aware of 
the majority of your life and just kind of cast to the side? Or is it something that developed later? No, it's absolutely something that developed later. So I think that what I was when I was earlier on in my life was an empath um, that I didn't realize either. So being an empath is someone that can feel other people's feelings, either they feel their emotions or they can feel their uh, physical symptoms in their body. And um, I just want to mention a great book, um, if anyone thinks they are an empath, because there's many people who are and many people who aren't. Um, but being an empath is not being empathic. So if you're, and I am going to get to the clairvoyant question, um, being um, empathic no, is... No, I'm loving this very in-depth, because I hear words like this thrown around a lot, and I'm not sure people quite understand what it really means. So I appreciate your going into it. So empathic, uh, most people can be empathic unless you're a sociopath. You know, if you heard that someone's house burned down, you'd say, oh, dear, that's terrible. Or if you hear about someone have, being ill, that you're like, oh, no, that's awful. So that's being empathic. But being an empath is like being a, being a thing, like being a diabetic. Like you are a certain way. You have a certain gift. And that gift is that you're able to know other feel other people's emotions in your own body. Either you feel the emotion of sadness. So it's not just like you, you think, oh, that's terrible. Their house burned down. You actually feel their sadness in your body or you mm -hmm. feel their physical emotion. So a lot of people who are empaths, they may be feeling great. And then they're in HEB, they're getting their groceries. And then on the way home, all of a sudden, this wave of anxiety comes across them. And they think, wow, I'm anxious all of a sudden. What am I going to be anxious about? It's not even their anxiety. They're picking up someone else's anxiety. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful book about this that was written by a doctor. named is Dr. Judith Orloff called The Empath Survival Guide. And if this is ringing any bells for you, then I really recommend you read that, read that book. Um, it's very interesting because you can even pick up on people's um, like when I work with people, I'm both an emotional and a physical empath. So when I work with people, often oh, when wow. we start off, I'll say later on, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get a pain in my shoulder or a pain in my knee. And I'll say to them, you have a pain in your shoulder? So oh, no, um, real quick, I have to bring this up because so whenever I had my, my session with you, you said, have you been having pain in your right hip? And I was like, mm hmm you know, maybe, like, it's kind of ringing a bell, but I can't, like, put my finger on it. Well, since this whole lockdown thing, I've been jogging, and that pain came back in my right hip, and I was like, I have to tell Karen that she sensed that, because I used to run all the time, and I would have that pain in my right hip, and then whenever I stopped running, it went away, and then I started doing it again, and it came back, so you sensed it even when I had forgotten about it, and so just, that's just a, another way to sing your praises, but wow. So, so the reason that I felt that was just because, so there's a lot of people that do that all the time, but they just don't realize it. So they're, you know, going around with a lower back pain and it may not even be their pain. It may be actually their husband may have a lower back pain, but he's just not saying anything about it and they're just picking up on it. So it's just really wow. interesting to, you know, just, just check with yourself and a great question to ask yourself if you're feeling some anxiety or something like anxiety or sadness or even a flash of anger you say to yourself, is this mine? And if you start listening to that small, still voice, that intuitive voice that we talked about either, that voice will come in and say no, or yes, could be yours, of course. So mm -hmm. um, that's just something to, you know, just to play with. So, um, so I think I, I think that I, I've been an empath my whole life because I just could pick up on things like, 
you know, if I was uh, hanging out with my mom and her friends when I was a kid and they would be talking about something and I'd sort of think to myself, wow, she's really mad about that or that, wow, she just, that just hurt her feelings. And I just sort of thought everyone could pick up on that. And a lot of people can, but not everyone can. So that's what empaths do. They just sort of can read, you know, read the room sort of thing. Um, as far as being a clairvoyant, so being a clairvoyant is saying is is that you see images inside your inside your mind, um, using your third eye. So a lot of people think the third eye is right in the middle of the forehead, and and that's sort of where it's depicted. But the third eye is actually the pineal gland, which is right in the middle of your head. So mm -hmm. when people are clairvoyant, that means they have clear vision. So they see vision. So some people will see a flash of a picture. They'll see a movie in their head. Um, they'll see uh, uh, something flash in their mind, like a word. And the thing is, is that that came up for me. I'm just saying, get <laughs> sort of get to answer your question. That I did not have any idea that I had that ability. Um, and I think a lot of people have that ability, but they're not aware of it. Um, mm -hmm. And that was after I. Um, so with when you take a, the the Reiki uh, classes, you take Reiki one and you have an attunement, and you take Reiki two and you have an attunement, and you take Reiki master. And you have an attunement. So after the Reiki 2 attunement, um, I was my teacher, um, who is Helen Warren here in uh, Corpus Christi. Um, I, she held something called Reiki circles, which I hold as well. I teach Reiki as well. And I, I hold Reiki circles for my students. And it's just a chance for people to come and practice. So I was in her... And is Reiki something that has to be done in person? No, no, Reiki is part of the distance healing that's that's done, that I do. That is part of the distance um, session. Very good. So, um, so I was at a Reiki circle where we were just practicing, and all of a sudden I realized that as I was, I was working on this one lady, inside my head there was this, I, was, I sort of noticed I was seeing a movie in my head, which I really didn't notice that before. And she was lying on this, I can still see her because this is sort of my first experience, and she was lying just in a sort of a metaphor, like a big four-poster bed. And she had like a sheet over her and she was just like dead asleep. And I just said to her, because I got this movie in my head, and I said to her, are you tired? And she said, oh my God, I am so exhausted. So I thought, okay, that was sort of neat. So then the next person who got on the table, I noticed there was another movie running in my head for her. And that was, she was watching TV, but she couldn't, she had a remote TV, a remote in her hand. She couldn't really settle down to watch the show. And above her uh, on the hall, wall was this huge clock. And she was more interested in the clock than she was in the TV. And so I just said to her something like, do you find it hard to settle down? Are you having, are you always watching the clock? And she just looked at me, but her cousin who was standing there said, oh, my God, she's such a clock watcher. She can't settle down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what I was doing was I was practicing Reiki. So when you practice Reiki, which is energy healing, and Reiki just means universal life force energy. So if anyone works with you with Reiki, there it's not at the very beginning of this interview, Brittany, you said something about me being powerful. I'm not any yeah. more powerful than anybody else. I just open a channel and that energy comes through. And what comes through is life force energy. Life force energy is what makes the flowers bloom. Look around you in this beautiful springtime. You'll see it everywhere, right? So you're just sort of focusing that energy in. So um, when you do that, what you get really, really quiet because you're focusing, you're just 
you're you're just really focusing on nothing. You're focusing on allowing energy to pour through you and letting your mind be really quiet. So when we have a chance to quiet our mind, we can see other things that are coming in, other answers. So I um, my clairvoyant abilities just expanded because I do a lot of energy work. I this is not a hobby for me. I I do it every day. So it just become has become more and more. And I have I have trained 140 people in Reiki and wow. in Corpus Christi, and I see that with my students all the time. I teach this class called um, Improving Your Intuitive Ability, and every single person who comes to that class is blown away by what they know inside their mind about someone, someone's because they're picking up on their energy and they see things. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can expand your intuitive ability, but clairvoyance is often ones that, often one that will come to people at the beginning. And so you just close your mind and all of a sudden, if you focus in the middle of your head, which is where your pineal gland is, don't look out through your eyes because your eyes don't really work anyway. It's your brain that does the work. Look in the middle wow. of your head and see what you see. Um, just allow yourself to relax. And um, there's uh, so when I teach my class, I always point to a, my hallway closet and I say to the people in the class, "Do you know what's behind that door?" And they just see a door in a hallway and they don't know. Um, they say, "I don't know." And I say, "How would you? How would you find out what's behind that door? You'd open it and look in." And people often don't look in their own knowing to see what's there. Wow. But I think that goes back to, to trusting yourself again, because, you know, it's like, how, how can I tell the difference between my, you know, inner knowing and like fear or hope or, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I always wonder that. Yes, that's really, that is really true. It's all about, that's why I always go back to self-love, self-knowing, know yourself, love yourself, and take some time for yourself, take some time for yourself just to be quiet. Um, people get freaked out by the whole idea of meditation because they're like, oh, I don't know how to meditate. You don't have to meditate, just go for a walk and don't, don't think about anything or just do the dishes and don't, don't think about anything yes. else except doing the dishes. Yes. That's why so many people have inspirations in the shower or they have inspirations yes. when they're driving because their focus, their 3D mind is focused on the driving, which frees up their higher mind to just explore and be open. Um, so all no, you're sudden, exactly right. I don't think people realize how much they get in like what's considered to be meditation or like the mental detachment when they're doing mundane things like driving to work or like you said, showering. So, um, so I, can I just tell a little story about that, um, how that can work with your intuition? Yes. So a number of, when, uh, so before I moved here into this, I lived in this house on the island for 20 years, but before that I lived in Canada and I had a fireplace in my house there and I had a big a mirror with a fireplace. And I really like mirrors because of the light. I'm all about letting in the light my house now is filled with windows there's no blinds on them I'm all about the light and I like mirrors because they mm -hmm. reflect more of the light so I have the house I'm in now has this sort of like um my old house had this big rectangular mirror over the fireplace and I just like that so when I moved into this house there's a fireplace which I don't use for fire I put like candles and crystals and stuff in it <laughs> and mirrors I put some mirrors around the back of the fireplace so it's sort of it's sort of reflective 
but so above the uh, fireplace, there's like a, one of those, like they have in a lot of houses here, like this arch, sort of like a, a circular arch above the fireplace. So in my mm-hmm. mind, my mind was stuck on a rectangular mirror because that's what I'd had before. And my mind was trying to figure out how I was going to put a rectangular mirror into this arch without it looking sort of awkward. And I, my mind worked on that a lot. Like I looked on that a lot because I really wanted a mirror up there. And I'm like, mm, how am I going to do that? Because if I just, oh. And then how? What I thought, okay, I could cut the mirror and make it fit in that cut place. Wow, you are ambitious. <laughs> I no, well, I don't, but I'm not handy. My husband's not particularly handy, so I'm like, well, who's going to cut a mirror to get it just right? You know. So I just would play around with this in my mind, and I could never come up with a solution. So one day, and this was before I ever started doing energy work, I was still working in my other job, which I. Um, I work from home here, but still it was like in an office situation. Anyway, I was downstairs. I'm just looking. Once again, I came downstairs to make a coffee. I walk by that area in my living room and I glance up there. And once again, I think, oh, I wish I could have a mirror there. So I don't know why I did this, but I just stopped and I let my mind go blank. And I didn't do this on purpose. I really feel like it was my guidance coming in to like teach me a little lesson. So my mind went blank, my mind went blank, and I really didn't think of anything. And in the blankness of my mind, I was not thinking or trying to figure it out. In the blankness of my mind, something, this popped into my mind like a pop. It said, why don't you put a diamond? Wow. And you see, I'd been so stuck on the rectangle that my mind couldn't get away from that. But my higher knowing, when my mind was blank, came in and said, why don't you put a diamond? And I'm like, oh, well, that might could work. So, so I thought, hmm. So I go upstairs to my office with my coffee and I had to make a doctor's appointment. I knew my doctor's number off by heart. So I phoned the doctor's number and the phone's ringing. And on the other end of the line, somebody says, flower bluff, glass and mirror. What? And I said, okay. If I put, I'm I'm like, I knew enough about the universe to not just hang up, right? So I said, "Um, could you like put, because remember, I'm not handy at all. So I said, could you like put a diamond mirror, uh, 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 make a square mirror and turn it like a diamond and like put above a fireplace? He goes, yeah. I'm like, well, how would you like attach it? He goes, oh, we just glue it. I'm like, okay. So if you come to my house now, that's what you see this diamond mirror above my fireplace and to me that was a message from god the universe again whatever uh, whatever word you want to put on that energy that says your mind can't figure it out but when you leave a blank space we'll help you out here we'll give you some help yes because you totally received that and that's that's been a theme of this whole conversation is your reminding me and then anybody who's listening that you have to let yourself receive whether it's love whether it's guidance whether it's that idea but you have to be open to it that is so crazy cool what a great story yeah it is really true about the idea of receiving um I remember one time I was um you know upset about my relationship with someone and I was sort of rummaging around it in my mind. And I, I just thought to myself, well, maybe I'll just let my mind go blank and see what answer will come in. And I did. And, you know, the answer that came in, just really clear and really soft. It was, why don't you just give her a call? Right? Is that so hard? Yep. 
But I was so busy worrying about, you know, her being wrong and why did she say that and all the da da da. And, you know, just the answer was, well, why don't you just resolve it by picking up the phone? And, and you know, we just often the answer is so simple and we get so mm -hmm. caught up. But that's what spirit does. It comes in with real simple answers. Why don't you make it a diamond? So. And, and sure, yeah, but you're right. I mean, because I think a lot of people think, and they're not wrong. I think they're just maybe a little bit mistaken. That if you're going to get this divine guidance, it's going to be like a cure for cancer or world peace or something like that. And like those kinds of things can come through, but oftentimes it is something, you know, simple, something to make you feel a little bit more joy and, and to establish that connection a little bit more. Yes. And there's always signs coming in that there's always these when you're open to it and you start noticing, there's always signs coming up. Um so I was leaving the island one day and I was pulling out there by CVS and just about to turn. And I noticed there was this big pickup truck ahead of me and it had this big banner across the back window. And at that time I had been, you know, um, struggling maybe with, I'm always struggling, to be honest, I'm always struggling a little bit with, because some people consider the work that I do to be a little different, right? And so I don't want to appear to be Ugh, crazy and so I I do want I, I have a little bit of fear sometimes in allowing myself to be who I really am and what I really know and so I was probably doing some struggling with that I know I was doing some struggling with that at the time I think I was at that time my um, my company name my practice name was Island Reiki and I was really get this strong strong urge to put my own name on it Karen Wilson healing which it is now but I did have some fear around that so I was um, struggling with that at the time. And when I look at that truck ahead of me, it had that big banner across the back window. And what it said on that banner was fear is lack of faith. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that and I thought, okay, I get it. I get that. Oh, wow. That was for me. That was a sign that came for me. So I'm yeah. driving along and I hit, I'm coming from the island and I hit about Rodfield. And I'm telling you that the very same truck came from behind me. And I hadn't stopped, so I don't know how it could possibly have come from behind me because it was ahead of me. It's, it came from behind me, again, with the same banner. It was almost like the universe was saying, we're not really sure you got this. We want to make sure you did. Wow, yeah, like, let's reinforce this. <laughs> so, um, and, and sure enough, I mean, you changed the name of your business. I did, I did, um, I did, um... Yes, I'm just hesitating there because um, because you talked earlier on, um, Brittany, about having a pain in your right hip. So when you yeah. have a pain in your hip, it usually means that we have a fear of moving forward. So whenever there's a pain in the body, there's usually, there's always a physical reason for it. So you could have injured your hip from overrunning or something. But why was that particular part of your body, that particular body was weak. That's why it's hurting. So yeah. why did that weakness appear? So in the right hip... In the right exactly. hip, it's about, so the right side of the body is about the masculine. So when you have a pain in your hip, it's usually about, and it has to do with the future. So it usually has a fear of moving forward, right? A fear of moving forward really into your truth. I had a pain before I changed the name of my business to, in my left hip, that would not go away. And that is sort of like fear of um, maybe people um, of the past, of people that I knew in the past 
all those people that I knew from working for 26 years in the corporate and federal government arena of finding me online and going, oh my God, she's gone cuckoo, right? So um, that fear of the people from the past was holding me back. So when I did go ahead and change the name of my practice to Karen Wilson Healing, that pain went away because I had, I overcame it. Yes. Now that's not to say I did, you know, go to a chiropractor. I did um, take care of myself. I did, you know, put a ice it and all that stuff. I do take care of my physical body, but I'm also aware of the metaphysical um, things that go on in the body as well. Right. I mean, because like you work with energy and the fact of the matter is, I mean, there's, for those who may be skeptics, there's science to prove. I mean, energy is very real and that, you know, we can work on it and, and, uh, you know, nudge it in certain directions in order to get certain results. So you, you're, you've just been practicing it longer than maybe these scientific studies have been around, but more and more of what you're doing is being supported by quote unquote you know, empirical evidence. Well, it's really supported by quantum physics. That's a really exciting thing that the whole spirit, spiritual uh, work, um, energy work, again, whatever word you want to put on it. And science mm-hmm. is really starting to converge in, um, in quantum physics. And that's, that's really, really important. And, you know, people like Tesla and Einstein, uh, there's famous quotes out there where they say, you know, energy is everything. Everything has an energy around oh, it. Oh, my goodness, yes. Einstein knew. If yes. you see some of the things he said, yes. he, he knew. I mean, the power of the mind and that you're creating your own reality and everything. Yes. And that's, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about creating your own reality because I want to just cycle back to the fear that some people may be feeling. So it's important when you, when you, you, you want to, um, do things to try to rid yourself of fear and change your focus. And you want to do that for yourself because you don't want to create in your life fearful things. But there's another important um, thing. And that is, and, and if anyone's ever done any, um, I invite you to look up places like the HeartMath Institute. Um, I think their website is heartmath.org. Um, they've done a lot of studies about, you know, the electromagnetic um, energy of the heart and how when we're, what we put out in the field affects everyone else. And you know that if someone in your family has, is, is in a bad mood um, or if, you know, you walk in on a fight, you know, they say you can cut the energy with a knife. So what the question that we have to ask ourselves is what are we creating in our own life? But also what are we putting out into the collective? What energy are we adding to the, the pot? And that's something that we, I think, really have to be um, energetically responsible for. If we're in fear all the time and we're spouting fear and talking fear and um, living in fear, that's not just affecting us. It's not just affecting our family and our friends, but it's affecting the energetic collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really are all connected. I think people are slowly becoming aware of that, um, but there's still a lot of those who see themselves as being purely an individual rather than a part of a collective. And you're so right that we have to be responsible for what we're we're outputting in that regard. Yes, it's just something to think about, something, something to think about. So if you've ever been in a house with someone who comes in and slams the door and trudges up to their room and slams another door, you know how that can make you feel, especially if you're an empath. 
So um, that's just a tiny uh, example of how we are, and we have a lot of power now, and it's a wonderful thing. People's voices are being, individual voices are able to be, um, you know, used so much more with social media. I mean, and I think it's a great thing that people's voices are able to be out there, but then there's responsibility that goes with that, with that energy that you're that you're putting out there and also that we need to be responsible for what we're what energy we're consuming so that's yes. one of the things you can do if you're feeling terrible is stop consuming the energy that's making you feel terrible just stop it yes. you have that ability yeah i've had to remind myself of that a few times because yeah i can easily subject myself to something that i know isn't making me feel good but i almost feel like it, it feels like an obligation that i need to be on top of it and so i'm have so i'm having to be conscious of that and pull myself away. Right. And it's, it's, weird. it's just like, you know, eating, eating a lot or anything that we consume a lot of. There's, you know, if you're, there's nothing wrong with eating a good meal, but if you gorge yourself until you're sick, then that's not good. So it's just, um, um, you know, balance and, and perspective and, and again, self-awareness, knowing when to pull back and saying, this is not making me feel good. This is changing the whole energy around me. And it's making it so much so that I don't want to, you know, that I'm not behaving in ways that are serving me. So it's, it's just being a, uh, awareness. And when people talk about awakening, that's what awakening really is, is just becoming more aware, just becoming yeah. more aware of what, what's what's what is coming into you and what you're not only what is coming into you but what you're giving out well i think too it's like like you said you're you're becoming self-aware um and when you start honoring yourself in that way whether it's voicing something you've been scared to voice or you know just becoming aware of likes and dislikes or, or things that you want once you start honoring yourself in that way you benefit tremendously and so do those that you interact with yes because have you ever noticed you know well i've noticed this anyway that if you're um at a party or something and somebody comes in and they're wearing like an outrageous pink hat or something that i don't know about you but the first thing i think is well i don't really love might not really love the hat but what that says to me is she's doing what she wants and mm -hmm. that means i can do what i want Yes, I love it when people do do what they want because it feels like an invitation. Right. Do what you want. Do what you want. Um, and so it's um, so that we sometimes think by giving a positive voice to something that maybe it's falling on deaf ears and it may appear to be, but you never know what's going on in someone's head when they witness that. So not everyone is rushing up to that lady with a pink hat and saying, oh, my God, I'm so glad you wore a pink hat. But in their mind, they might be thinking, wow. She's, uh, I guess I could, I, if she can do that, what could I do? So we're yeah. always, uh, we're always in this, um, we always have this opportunity to, when we speak our truth, what we're doing. Um, uh, I think Marianne Williamson has a great, great quote on that. Um, I wish I knew that quote off by heart, but um, a lot of people can uh, uh, contribute that to Nelson Mandela, but it was actually Marianne Williamson said, and I think it starts off with something like, who are you to not be powerful? Like, don't, don't hide your light so that others feel, um, you know, are more comfortable because mm -hmm. then we're all just in this tiny little box and we need more people shining their light so that we can all see that we have a light. Yes. No, that's so beautiful. Uh, and so something that you've been doing uh, virtually, and I think you just called your first one, 
was it was a virtual manifestation and meditation meditation, meditation. Yeah, i've done meditation i did i've done two now um one i did on easter and one i did on uh, a couple a week or so before that so yes i'm doing right. the meditations um on zoom and um yeah it's a lot of fun and what you know i've worked with hundreds of clients over the last i started my practice at the beginning of 2013 and since then, I've worked with hundreds of clients. A lot of them, a lot of people come to see me from, you know, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, the Valley. And so I have uh, Dallas. So I have clients sort of um, all around South Texas. And um, a lot of those people, when I, when I held the public meditations, they weren't able to come. But what I noticed when I was sending out the invitations for the um, online meditations, they're public meditations, but, I, you know, send out invitations to people that, to my clients and and friends mm -hmm. and what I realized was wow you know people can come and people did people came from Dallas from San Antonio um so it was just uh it's fun because it, it's just you know that whole idea of the world is really not that it's it's shrinking us shrinking the world down so we can all participate yeah I love that you're doing that so much and I think it's something that people want and want to be a part of and so how can Anyone who's listening and who hasn't, you know, been a, a customer previously, how can they go about, like, uh, getting an invite to these virtual meditation events? Well, like I said, the invitations, I just do that, you know, to let people know. But um, they're always, they're going to be posted on my website. I think the old one is still up there. So if you just go on my website, karenwilsonhealing.com. Um, you can just go under events and you'll see it there, meditation, the next one, I, I think. Um, and then there'll be the Zoom link there. And it's a public, you know, there's, there's a public link. Um, right now I'm doing them for free. I do ask people if they would like to send a love offering, if they're able to. I know a lot of people are not able to now, so that that's perfectly fine. Um, I do believe that, you know, keeping currency moving is an important thing. So if yes. um, people want to send a small love offering, they're welcome to do that. But if not, they don't need to feel, um, some people do, some people don't, it's fine. I'll find, um, and they can just, you know, join in, join in the call, um, whenever we have it. I think what I'm going to start doing is I've done a couple, um, where they're just sort of general, but I think I'm going to start putting a theme on them. And I think the next theme that I'm going to put on is freedom. On okay. the next meditation. And the reason for that is we're all experiencing a great um, lack of freedom right now. And there's reasons for that. But um, we don't want to create that um, paradigm for ourselves moving mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. So um, I think in this meditation, what I'm going to do is just have people experience what freedom means for them and... Um, maybe just do a little bit of visualization around freedom so that we can sort of keep that freedom idea at the forefront of our mind. Not that we don't want to be disrespectful of what's going on at the present, but that we do want to keep that idea of that we are free and that we value that um, sort of in our energy field. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause you're, you're keeping, like you said, at the forefront, don't forget, you know, you, you can be free even while staying at home due to a mandate. Absolutely. You can be free because really what's the biggest jailer is our own thoughts and our own focus. So if we're, if Don't we're, I know that. it's our oh own thoughts that really put us into, um, Eckhart Tolle is a great teacher of that and the power of now where he just talks about your, you know, we get into these and we all do it. We get into these sort of cycles of fear and thinking, oh my goodness, 
yada, yada, and we just stay there. And it's just, if we really examine it, what is it? It's a thought inside of our mind that's doing that. We could change our, change our thought. Um, yes. So um, another thing that I think is really wonderful for people to do is to get out into the sun. Um, so what I'm very, very grateful for here in the Corpus area uh, that uh, apart from that, we haven't been, um, you know, in a lot of places in the world, they've shut down the parks. And so, um, mm -hmm. you really can't leave your premise, uh, premises. So it's, that's really, um, dreadful. So here we, we can get outside. So just getting out in the sun, what I do is I try to go to the beach most mornings. It's so empty out there. <laughs> Um, right. it's so amazing. The magnetic power of the, the grounding power. So it's really, really important to be grounded because when we're grounded, we're not fear. We're less fearful. We're more focused and, um, we're just generally happier. And there's just this proven, um, scientific, uh, uh, idea of the, um, the sand itself being magnetic, the magnetic earth, and then the salt, uh, in the ocean, is just in the sun amazing there's no better tonic than going to the beach and just walk just wow. walking in the surf if if you just did that one time um what i like to do is go and you know on my um phone i have a music play some music playlists or if you don't have that i guess you could you could use pandora or something like that or spotify and just put a playlist on of what you like and ask the universe to bring you a song, some songs that are meaningful for you. And then try to listen to those songs. A lot of songs are written about love or freedom. And a lot of them are written about um, romantic. Um, but if we can think of the universe as loving us, the universe as being our boyfriend, <laughs> our girlfriend. Um, no, I love that. You can, listen, really you can listen to the songs in a different way. So a song may come through, you know, I love you. You're beautiful. Um one of the songs I really like a lot is, um, oh, geez, I'm not so great. It's, I think, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Uh, oh, yes. Who, who's, who's that by? I don't know. It's from, the, oh, baby, yeah. do you know what that's worth? I love that song. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So that Heaven is a Place on Earth. So that's just an example of, and when you're walking in the beach in the morning and there's hardly anybody around you, and the sun is shining or the sun is just rising and, and your feet are in the water and that you see the sun coming across the waves and you have that song in your ear, man, you can't help but change your mind about life and the universe. So um, that's what is important is changing up your energy. And music is a great, great way to do that. Being around children, doing something creative, um, just and, and people are doing that. I mean, you see people on social media all the time that are... Um, I'm so proud of people and how they're just stepping up and making the best of this situation. It's, it's mm -hmm. just, um, it's so beautiful. It really gives you real hope in the human spirit. No, I definitely agree. You know, people are maintaining a sense of humor and, you know, choosing to post about things that are joyful or fun or interesting. And uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, especially here locally, I, the majority of people I follow are actually locals. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely proud of the way our community has been, been handling this. Um, so for someone who has never ventured into energy healing at all but thinks it could help, like what advice would you have to them to make them less nervous about it? Well, 
Energy healing is really about love. When you say that, um, so the definition of Reiki, so Reiki, and Reiki is just one modality. Um, it, there's other um, energy healing modalities like Qigong and other, other modalities. But when you talk about energy, you're talking about life force. So there's a life force around everyone. So Reiki is a Japanese word. It, when you break the word down, Rei means universal and Ki means like the Chinese Qi energy. So it means universal energy. And universal energy is like what I said before. I mean, just look, I was just looking out my window earlier today and then there's hummingbirds everywhere. I mean, there's flowers are blooming, the wind is blowing, the grass is growing. All those things are happening without any type of intervention, right? The hummingbirds appear, the blooms come out, the grass starts getting green. No one's making that happen except for life in the universe and God, you know, again, whatever word you want to put on that. So that's really what energy healing is, is an infusion of life force. And everybody can use that. It's like a, just like a tonic, like a shot in the arm. So, and if we say that, where does that come from? It comes from God and who's God? God is love. So really energy healing is really love. And, um, so sometimes when people come to see me for the first time, I mean, like I said, I've had hundreds and hundreds of people come to see me, doctors and lawyers and teachers and counselors and um, every sort of profession um, come to see me and others who um, practice energy healing. There's others here in town as well who practice it. Like I said, I've trained 140 people in Reiki and Corpus and um, uh, eight of those are Reiki masters. So, wow. And you don't have to be a Reiki master to practice Reiki. And to practice Reiki in the public, you just need a Reiki to be a Reiki 2 practitioner. So um, sometimes when people come to see me, um, you know, at first they're a little... Most people that, that come to see me are pretty open-minded. They're, they're pretty curious. They're like, I have wonderful, wonderful, amazing clients, like just salt of the earth. And... Um, but sometimes people, when they come, they're not sure, right? They've not have an experience. But I can I can tell you that mostly everyone always leaves smiling because it's not about my practice is about making people feel better about themselves, about pointing out how wonderful people are, and that is the thing that I love most about my practice is when I see people, especially when I see them work with them um, in their energy field. What I notice is how loved they are. How what a feelings of love come pouring in for people people are so loved and honored by the universe and wow. that's what I try in my practice to um, let people know and that's what I see when I work with them I see their potential I see their energetic footprint I see how amazing they are so there's nothing wrong with you we just go around with this energy upon us. Like it's like if we have all these heavy coats and blankets on us and what the energy work does is it just lifts off those heavy coats and blankets that we have around us and reveals the beautiful wonder that we are underneath. So there's nothing wrong with people. It's just life has come along and made us feel heavy sometimes or defeated. And once that energy is lifted, oh, people are so amazingly beautiful. Every single person is a huge, beautiful gift. Wow, that's, yeah, I, uh, you know, again, I, for anyone who's listening and, you know, potentially considering this, um, I, I've been, uh, I visited with Karen and, and had the energy healing done and it was about two hours and she told me things about myself that I speculated about, but 
you know, when she told me, it confirmed things, ideas I had about myself. Uh, and she identified, you know, where I had chakra blockages and that kind of thing. And, I mean, I just felt like, I don't know how to describe it, just like light, just, uh, I don't know, almost like floating when I left. I mean, driving back from the island, too, was, was amazing. I mean, just the whole experience was so fantastic. And so for anyone who wants to learn more about all the different types of services she offers, because there's a lot, there's crystal healing, there's sound healing, there's the, the Reiki, there's, uh, I mean, just so many different options. But it's all on our website at KarenWilsonHealing.com. And uh, Karen, they can also find you on Facebook and Instagram, right? Yes, I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Karen Wilson Healing. And I'm, I just actually opened up a YouTube channel as well. Um, Karen Wilson healing. There's a one meditation up there now, just a really sort of simple grounding, um, feel good meditation. And, um, then I'm going to be posting some other meditations and maybe a few classes. That's another thing, you know, like everybody else, I'm trying to think how I can use this time to expand what I do. And, um, that's what I'm trying to do is have more of an online presence. Yeah. I think a lot of people are realizing you know, how important it is. I mean, just in case, because you're being able to offer to a wider audience when you do. Yes, absolutely. I think that's so awesome. Yes. Karen, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday to talk to me, for recording this, for being my first interview in a month. I appreciate you and what you do so much. And uh, I can't wait to post this episode. Well, Brittany, thank you so much. This has been so much fun to talk to you. I think you're awesome. And I think what you're doing, um, um, showcasing um, women in Corpus is such a beautiful thing because there's so many beautiful ladies in this, in this um, area. We're really, really blessed in, in Corpus Christi. Um, my clients are just amazing. And uh, I just see people every day in Corpus who are stepping up and stepping out. And I just applaud you for showcasing that. Ah, uh, Thank you, Karen.